everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, we could talk about New Year's resolutions. If we really wanted to. And we kind of will. But... We got, a we got a twist. We got a we got a uh, an angle. Oh, it, I know that's gonna, what people show up for is the TGIA twist you. at the end. Right? That's right. We're gonna tell you why. Yeah, it's like Shyamalan. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna tell you why your New Year's resolutions are basically the same as religion. Oh, oh, boo! <laughs> I can hear the booing already, Dan. Dun dun. All right. Well, you'll have to fig- you'll have to stay tuned to the end to find out how. <laughs> but first, there were some things that happened this week, Dan. Yes, news yes, sir. that we need yeah. to talk about and uh, analyze and give our angle on, Dan. Yeah, it's true. Uh, for example, uh, the uh, Federal Trade Commission, the FTC here in the United States, um, is suing the famously Christian. Grand Canyon University yeah, uh, for uh, deceptive advertising and illegal oh. telemarketing. Oh, um, no. They all surely not. Oh, no. Surely. Yes. Um, they no Christian organization would ever <laughs> participate in anything deceptive. No, no, not at all. Um, the FTC ac- accuses the organization of, quote, deceiving prospective doctoral students about the cost and course requirements of its of its doctoral programs and about being a nonprofit while also engaging in deceptive and abusive telemarketing practices which mm. it turns out it very much um, is a for-profit institution um, mm. about 60% of its revenue goes to um, the Grand Canyon Education Incorporated uh, organization um, okay yeah, it has stockholders and so forth and so on. And uh, yeah, the GCE, that's the Grand Canyon Education Incorporated, uh, describes the university as a partner uh, in, their, <laughs> in their regulatory filings. And uh, of course, uh, the, uh, the university is denying uh, what it said were unsubstantiated allegations. And, of course, it's going to take all measures necessary to refute them. Uh, Mm. They say, uh, given the major problems that exist in higher education, it is baffling that the federal government has chosen to target a Christian university that is addressing those issues in very positive ways. Mm. Um, Yes, I'm sure that, like, of all of the problems in modern American higher education, the solutions are going to come out of the Christian universities for sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently fewer than t- 2% of the school's doctoral program uh, graduates complete the program uh, within the advertised cost. And almost 78% of those students uh, take five or more uh, continuation courses. It, okay. This is on this lawsuit is following a $37.7 million fine on the university by the, U, the United States uh, Education Department. Wow. Um, which also was about their misrepresentation 
of the costs <laughs> of their doctoral programs. Wow. Um, so this it's it's a sham institution. I oh god, like I don't I, I don't know anything about these doctoral programs, but methinks they're not <laughs> the most highly respected yeah. um, of of uh, such programs in the country, and oh. probably maybe because the quality of the education isn't terribly great. I'm sorry, anybody who has a doctorate from. <laughs> Great right? University, but come on, and got a really good If you have that degree, you know. <laughs> let's not don't be. Let's not let's not be obtuse here. Yeah, you, you already know. Uh, apparently, they're really there's. It's abusive telemarketing too. It's like, oh, yeah. whoa, these people. Calm down, everybody. I mean, I just their ads pop up. I see them. I don't know. Do you get like? Do you do you watch stuff on the YouTube's? I, I don't do a lot of YouTube watching, um, and and what I do, I'm gonna guess uh, n- nobody in the Google algorithm, which I assume is a small village of people that pay attention to what you're doing and <laughs> and then send you ads. I don't uh-huh. think anyone in their algorithm uh, sees me and thinks, "Oh, you know what? That guy needs is more higher education." <laughs> <laughs> well, nonetheless. Um, uh, I, I feel like I have been. Uh, I've seen plenty. You've, of, of, you've been targeted of their ads, and I'm always okay. just like, "Why? Like, what am I? Yeah. What am I looking at on YouTube that would would make it think that, that this is this that is need, the, I want a Christian school? Christ, that you need right? a Christian school to come in and save you? Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. There, I feel like I feel like. It's deceptive all the way down. Like just calling it Grand Canyon University yeah. and not mentioning the whole Jesus bit. Yeah. That's deceptive too. Shut up. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I am going to, you know, there was a, a recent uh, article came out in Christianity Today, just oh. in time for Christmas. It was, it came out on the 18th of December. Oh, nice. Uh, and it was about depictions of the nativity it oh. was about various uh, but this one's focused on how asian artists depicted the birth of jesus okay sounds nice that does sound nice um now of course through the and this you know the 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 title is how asian artists pictured jesus's birth from 1240 to today so they went wow. back wow went back some almost 800 yeah. years a, a while yeah uh and it's nice there's all these you know photos of or uh, you know images of various art through the through the centuries mm-hmm. and of course as always happens uh you know the artists sort of depict the events in a way that they understand so frequently that you know the scene looks Indonesian or looks, you know, Chinese or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I've you, seen these. You, yeah. You paint, you paint what you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the same thing has happened, you know, obviously the Buddha who was, uh, Indian in origin, we all see uh, most of the Buddha images that we see are Chinese or Japanese mm, and, mm-hmm. and the Buddha looks Chinese or Japanese because, you know, they adopted his philosophies and so they're the ones depicting him so they make him look and you know we know 
Lord knows uh, Jesus has definitely been painted in the image of plenty of Europeans. So it seems like fair play yeah. to uh, to depict Jesus as, you know, whatever you are. Well, no, it ain't to the Christians. Uh, the, the Twitter to response. To the white Christians, I'm assuming. Yes, okay. exactly. Yeah. Who are the only real Christians, if you ask them. Um, they're, they're very happy that Jesus is being spread all over the world, but not happy to share him. No, really. no, no. Yeah, this is, again, this is an article in Christianity Today, and so many people are like, blasphemy! <laughs> Literally, the Twittersphere, the, I'm not going to call it X, the Twittersphere is out there just screaming, like, I, I, you should change your name to Heresy Today. You ha oh, you no. have to hate truth to post something so audaciously false. What is the purpose? What is the motive here? You know, th there's a whole article attached to these images that's like, you know, talking about this and uh -huh. talking about how people like it's nice that people are taking your thing and envisioning themselves in it. That you should be really happy about that, but they don't get that at all. Uh, there's definitely Just, a tradition of creating God or your yeah. God in your image, right? Like yeah. it's not the other way around, like the Bible seems to claim, right? But like Well, and I don't know if you've stumbled on the obvious problem with this yet. Jesus was fucking Asian. Yeah. The Middle East is part of Asia, you fuckers. Like Jesus was Asian, literally. So, uh, <laughs> just geographically speaking. Right. So that's pretty, it's pretty funny to see all these people just so, so upset about like, probably those depictions of Jesus are closer to what he really looked like than blonde haired, blue eyed. How dare you? Uh, you know, how dare Obi -Wan you? Obi-Wan Kenobi Jesus. <laughs> how dare you, Dan? I know. <sighs> Everybody knows Jesus was white. Jesus was what? Like even Ken Ham chimed in. Franklin Graham chimed in about this. Saying what? No, he was Middle Eastern. Franklin Graham chimed in and said, are they trying to cancel the real Jesus? Oh, Many man. have criticized Christianity today for their article about artists depicting Jesus as an Asian. And I also have to ask, Why? We don't have we don't have to wonder or speculate about this. The Bible gives us very specific details about Jesus's earthly lineage. Yeah. Guess what? It was Asian, Franklin. <laughs> Not you, Franklin. I know I I, I know I know you're directing that at. I just think that's amazing. Yeah. Like <sighs> yeah, it's, it sort of blows my mind. <laughs> it's it's I'm, it's kind of delightful. That they're that how willing they are to jump on this thing, and how breathtakingly uh, oblivious they have to be. They like, are fully, wholly convinced that Jesus was white. They are. Yeah. Even if you tell, e even if you like, even if they're willing to say, "Oh yeah, I mean, I know he was a Middle Eastern," blah blah blah. In their minds, they're like, "But yeah, he was like one of those really white Jews." <laughs> You know, he wasn't one of those dark ones. <laughs> Clearly a Northern European Jew. Yeah. Right. 
Like one of those Swedish looking Jews. <laughs> Ashkenazi. Is that the? Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. <sighs> it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're <laughs> holding on to, isn't it? All it's right. shocking. Well, Dan. Yeah. I, I have a story about the Navajo Nation and mm. um, some objections that they have. And I'm also Jews by uh, by Mormon standards. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and I did kind of want to throw out a little caveat here. Uh, not a caveat. Um, an explanation. I know I when when like stories of native indigenous groups wanting to protect sort of their sacred lands. Mm. I, I in the past have sort of maybe not been totally fair. Right. Okay. Because of the word sacred. Right. Yeah. Where it just, I don't want, you know, don't come to me. Right. Wanting me to do anything about your sacred thing. Right. Your yeah. little holy thing. That's, that's, whatever anyway that's your thing i've i've thought about this and it's been sort of pointed out uh you know there's like um with especially with native american tribes here and native and indigenous people of north america um there there's a history here that um we maybe requires a little bit more sensitivity and so yeah. I still don't like the word sacred, but if you, if these places are important to you, important yeah. cultural sites, I'm more than willing. Like, I, I think that's great. Yeah, Let's protect es- these es- places. Right. Especially given the history yeah. of just absolute erasure of their, absolutely of their cultures. Absolutely. And like, and okay, we'll default to you guys. Right. We'll, you know what I mean? Like, but it's for culture. Well, er, it's for well, historical and cultural reasons. Right. Yes. It's not because you, you, you've, feel like this place is sacred right yeah and i and i don't it's, yeah i don't care not, about your religion yeah. but i will always err on the side yeah. of like exactly protecting these people who have been yeah. erased by absolutely colonialism and stupid now all of that said i've got a story here that okay <laughs> <laughs> now now that we've said that <laughs> let's erase it <laughs> that uh this one this one pushes the limit for me okay okay uh, this is uh, Navajo Nation President Boo Nigren um, has asked NASA to delay a scheduled launch to the moon. Okay. Um, apparently, the uh, let's see, there's a January 8th launch that's scheduled of the Vulcan Centaur that's going to be carrying the Peregrine Mission 1. The lander will carry some payloads from a company known to provide memorial services by shipping human cremated remains to the moon. Okay. Um, And therein lies the problem for the Navajo nation. What? Um, Because apparently back in 98, I want to say NASA came under fire after the ashes of a former geologist and planetary scientist, Eugene Shoemaker, uh, were sent to the moon. Uh, Then Navajo Nation President Albert Hale said the action was a gross insensitivity to the beliefs of many Native Americans. What? NASA later apologized 
and promised to consult the tribes before authorizing any similar missions in the future, which is why... What the hell is happening Which right is now? why the Navajo Nation president right now is asking for a delay. Because the Navajos, and apparently... The, and he's sort of speaking for... Sort of broadly for other indigenous uh, groups. He says... Let's see. Additionally, the memorandum of understanding regarding intra-agency coordination, collaboration with the protection of indigenous sacred sites, uh, which this is he's written this to the Biden administration, which you and several other members of the administration signed in November 2021, underscores the requirement for such consultation. Um, Apparently, uh, there was this letter in two back in 2000 that was part of this apology uh, that recognized that sacred sites can consist of places that afford views of important areas of land water or of the sky and celestial bodies and so they're saying we hold the moon to be sacred we think that sending human remains to it is a desecration of that sacred place Therefore, oh, shut up. You should not be doing this. You can't. I I, literally in my brain, I was like, there's no way he's about to tell me <laughs> that they think that the, they ha- they get to control what goes to the moon because it's sacred to them. Yeah. Yep. Like I got I, I kept trying to imagine what this could be. That's what it is. I'm sorry. No. I got it. It took me a while to get there. But yeah, that's what it is. A- absolutely not. I, I yeah. like. Again, I want to default to the to yeah to them and to to honoring uh the their requests and whatever, but shut up. <laughs> I don't think the shut moon. up is the right one. I don't think you could say shut up. They're I mean they are they're they are um they're at least they're they're raising their objections. I they seem to be sincere objections. Otherwise, you know, what why bring this I mean, up again 20 some odd years later? Right. Part of um, part of this is just pick your damn battles, man. Well, it yeah, to a certain degree. This cannot but, but, possibly affect these people. But but beyond picking your battles, because I wouldn't I wouldn't want to tell them tell anybody in uh the position of the, you know, like the native tribes to pick your battles. Right. Um, but, um, I do think that some sort of, you gotta be reasonable with the regard to like, it's the fucking moon, right? Like, yeah, none of your ancestors are buried. there, Right. This nothing, is- nothing important to your people right. has occurred there. The moon will still a moon as an object in the night sky will still be, uh, will still be there. Will remain effectively unchanged. Right. From the perspective of someone down here on, yeah. on earth. Yeah. Th- there's, there's no change to the moon. Right. Just now but you just, uh, the knowledge that it's, I, I mean, I don't know because you would never know. How would you know? Yeah. How would you know? How is it going to affect your, your anything? Like, I I don't, it must be, it it, it must be functioning in their belief system in a way that we're not getting clearly. And And also, and it is like, the U S is clearly not, is also not the only country that 
does moon stuff anymore. That was kind of pointed out in the article. And it's like, and also here's the deal, right? Of all the things that have happened or that are about to happen on the moon, right? (laughs) This is their concern. Yeah. Like I wait until you see how we desecrate (laughs) that thing. Yeah, this is this is some minor shit, guys. Yeah, like this is this is penny any bullshit compared to what's about to happen. We're gonna fucking like destroy <laughs> that thing from any sort of like, you know, if there's any resource to be had, we yeah. are having it. Uh, if there is any um, Coca Cola ad that can be like displayed on the face of the moon up to it you know i mean i can i can imagine like you could place some really bright lights certain distances from each other (laughs) and create a nice little uh led screen up on the moon oh my god you could like send messages happy birthday dan it's a billboard um so so yeah. yeah there's there's gonna be there's some serious crap and maybe they're just getting ready for it. And they're like, Hey, if we can, if we can kind of move the, 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 the needle a little bit on this, you know, human remains thing, if we can get in the, in, in the game now on human remains, maybe when the Coca-Cola ad is coming down the pike, if we can make them nervous um, that, that they have to ask us about anything. Yeah. Maybe we'll have some input on any, on something. I just, I think it's, I think yeah. it's pretty ludicrous. It's absurd. Come so. on. So that, that again, right. I wanted the the long explanation of yes, <laughs> we do respect, like protect bears ears here in Utah. Yeah. By like, all means. Right. A, like, like a burial um, grounds or whatever. I, absolutely. Like I'm on board or whatever. Yeah. Like if it's, if, if, if an area has been, was sacred to your people, it, that doesn't mean anything to me, but I want to honor that. But you, you don't own the moon. Ain't, ain't none of you ever been to the moon. <laughs> Nobody, you can't have done anything there. Also, the moon is everybody's. Yeah, we all see the moon, so we all get to desecrate it. Uh, That's right. We in, look in whatever way. That- well, yeah. Oh my God, it, it's going to get to the point where they're going to start divvying up parts of the moon. And this is the part where you can't do anything that these guys are mad about. And this is the part where you can't do anything that these guys are mad about. I mean, to a certain extent, um, it is the moon, right? Yeah. And I don't know, maybe there is a point in like not do like, we've got all these, these asteroids and whatnot that are out there that are all like filled with all sorts of like, resources and you know be mind and whatnot like let's let's go destroy some some meteors right <laughs> but like but the moon if we fuck it up it's just going to be this big blemish in the in the sky right yeah um and so but have you met humanity no I, we're gonna fuck up the moon i know I, it's I, just guaranteed to i happen. know but if if it's just some research stations and whatnot, yeah. like, like that That'd is different, right? Like, yeah. But if it's up there for like, you know, we're harvesting whatever. Yeah. yeah that's going to yeah. be a problem. So, well, you know, we all, we need our light bulbs or whatever. Anyway, um, 
I'm going to take us off of the moon and into Alabama, where uh, some controversy has arisen. It doesn't seem like it should be controversial. It's just some some local schools, Southside High and Rainbow Middle School. I feel like they should change that Rainbow Middle School. That sounds pretty gay. Uh, but these these two, uh, I'm just I'm 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 getting in the character of Alabama. So let me just be there. Uh, Brace yourself, everyone. They just uh, they just reached out to some local churches to say, "Hey, do you want to uh, buy our wrestlers some snacks?" Oh, our wrestlers they they drink a lot of water. Apparently, they want bottled water. Apparently the uh, water fountains aren't good enough for them. Wow. And okay. they, you know, they can use some granola bars. They can use some uh, uh, sports drinks or yeah. <laughs> they list Uncrustables, which are those sort of pre-made sandwiches where they've already cut the crust off. Which oh, feels like, they've got some really delicate these, little wrestlers. Are these high schoolers or are they four-year-olds? <laughs> I'm not sure. Anywho. Uh, trail mix. They're saying so. They they have close to fifty wrestlers. Oh wow! Uh, be- between the the two schools, the middle school and the high school. So yeah, okay. That's that that's a lot of hungry mouths to feed. Apparently, gets expensive. Um, yeah, and they they you know they're just reaching out to the community in the form of the churches. Uh, and all of that is a little weird to me. But I don't have any particular objection to reaching out to the churches and saying, hey, do you want to donate some food yeah. to the wrestlers? Okay, that's fine. The problem is the, is the, uh, the quid that they're offering for the quo. <laughs> uh, if this is something, uh, or, so, so they say, uh, we, we would like to give the churches who are able to donate a chance to speak into the lives of the students on our team by sharing a short 15-minute devotional. We are very excited about this opportunity again this year. We really enjoyed it last year. We look forward to connecting with you this way. So, obviously, uh, the red flag, you know, the red flags are up. Uh, The alarm bells are sounded. Someone in the community contacted some out-of-state atheist group. Oh, no. Uh, the Fufferf got involved. Oh, yay! Uh, of course, they don't talk about the fact that someone in the community contacted them. What they talk about is just out-of-state groups trying to push faith out of our lives and the lives of our children. Right. Uh, which was a direct quote from State Senator Greg Reed. Oh, great. Who, uh, who is shocked and dismayed that in this time, you know, this week we are celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's, that should be our focus. But instead. And, not, and instead. <laughs> these horrible atheists. I mean, Dan, this is, this is just, this, this is when you need the satanic temple to come swooping in. Well, right? yeah. To set up I mean, shop is- and be like, hey. We've got some granola bars uh-huh. and some uh, sports drink. Yep. Here I, you we, go, we, guys. And guess what? We have a little, nice little message for you. We got a message for you and everything. Uh-huh. Uh, something tells me they didn't reach out to, <laughs> to the TST. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just it's 
this almost gets repetitive at some point. Yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? Like I try to avoid doing too many of these kinds of stories because it's just so painful and so obviously stupid. Yeah. But this is this is our country. We gotta we we and boys a good one, Dan. It's a fine one. Yeah. Fine, fine country. Greatest country in the world. <laughs> America. I mean we've we tolerate Alabama. So we must be pretty <laughs> amazing, right? I don't feel like I tolerate it. I I have not done a good job of tolerating Alabama. Although when we were there ten years ago yeah. or whenever it was. Uh, we met some lovely people. Yeah, 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 for were, sure. Who were dismayed about their about Alabama, but that's okay. <laughs> they were great. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, all right, Dan. Um, I've got a story uh, from over there in Scotland. Ooh, where there seems, seems to be something of a fire sale going on um, of uh, old churches. What? Um, the uh, Church of Scotland. Uh, that's right. The official uh, Church of Scotland. The once powerful Church uh-huh. of Scotland is getting rid of hundreds, hundreds of churches, manses, halls, and cottages oh um, that they'll be dispensing with over the next five years as it continues to face sort of the new, the new reality of a of nobody believing of in a more secular the- um, Scotland. Um, the, the article that caught my attention talks about, um, one specific church, Mm. uh, in, um, uh, let's see, it's called Morham, Morham, Morham church. Um, I like Morham, Morham, maybe, I don't know. Um, where it was once the family church of the Dalrymples. Okay. And, uh, so there's, uh, because of that, there's family remains, right? Okay. So there's a crypt there for the Dalrymples. Um, you you, you buy the church, you get some Dalrymples along with you. Uh, there, uh, amongst the remains, uh, are those of Sir David Dalrymple. Um, he was the Lord advocate who oversaw the union of Scotland's parliament with, Westminster in 1707 um, and his grandson, Lord Hales, who was an eminent uh, historian. um, Those, those remains are in there. And this all sounds great. um, Adam Ferguson. um, He's a, well, he's a former conservative member of the European parliament. You know, they're no longer part of Europe anymore, but anyway, um, he descended (laughs) from uh, the Dalrymples and okay. he is taking the church to court in February unless it drops its plans to disinter his ancestors and have oh. the remains cremated uh, to clear the way for the sale. Right. Interesting. So they're, they're actually, in a way, the church is like trying to like ensure that these remains are sort of, you know, disposed of appropriately. And, right. And, and, and yeah, respectfully. And, 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 respectfully. Because... Um, because if it's just some dude that buys your thing and then, you know, you, what you don't want is for your loved ones, for your, your ancestors to be disposed of via bulldozer. Yeah. And the dump. Right. Yeah. Um, he, he feels like the coffins should stay in the church uh, as uh, their final resting place. 
Um, I, I love both ideas. I just, I really do want to like buy it. Like I am on record as wanting to buy a church anyway. Well, I Dan really want one. Dan, um, they uh, on uh, let's see, churchofscotland.org.uk. Okay, there is the uh, there's a properties uh, for sale uh, mm. link. And I found a lovely little um, church. Uh, it's our Chatton Church in our North Conwell, Argyll. Been there many times. Yeah, it's, uh, let's see, they describe it as located in a picturesque setting on the banks of Loch Ative. Okay. Um, uh, the church occupies an elevated site with outstanding views over the loch. There's a picture here. It is adorable. You get a little cemetery. Um, I clicked at the, the on the property brochure and looked inside. Um, it's it is it's adorable. It's a nice little country church. Fifty thousand pounds is what they what they the offers. Uh, they they're looking for offers over fifty thousand uh, pounds. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> there are. More expensive properties listed. I mean, this one, you know, with real estate, it's location, location, location. And sure. uh, this one isn't really close to much. I think they described, let's see, the town uh, nearby Connell Village is a thriving community offering a broad range of facilities, including a primary school with 11 pupils. Whoa. There's a doctor's. Calm down. <laughs> doctor's. Scotland. Doctor's office. A post office slash village shop. Okay. Um, and there's bus routes. Um, <laughs> there, there's some other things that the other towns that it is near to, which sounds slightly more populated. Um, okay. But this is out in the middle of, of effing nowhere. But it is just picturesque. I want it. Um, I want it. And here, here's the thing. I want one of the ones that has, like, buried. I want the one that has the buried famous people. Oh no, that's gonna be more expensive. That's gonna be more I, expensive. well, and I'll tell you why. Uh, it's there's a line from the Pirates of Penzance by Gilbert and Sullivan. Yeah, where the uh, the major general is 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 in. He's positively apoplectic because he has disgraced his ancestors because they uh, because he lied uh he lied about something oh okay and uh and then one of his daughters says but you i i assume this is in the play this is in the movie version of it okay uh i anyway um anyway he he says his daughter says uh you forget papa we only moved into this place uh a few years ago the these people were here when we got here and he said Yes, I don't know whose ancestors they were, but I know whose ancestors they are, and I shudder to think of how I've how I've uh, shamed them. So, <laughs> I say, if you buy the church and the and you and and the uh, you know the the burial people the people are on the property. Uh huh. Those I don't know whose ancestors they were, but they're yours now. <laughs> you bought them fair and square. All right. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> no, so this um, the big sell-off of all these churches is happening uh, due to, as one would expect, a lack of need. Um, they've um, <laughs> right. in in 1982, the Church of Scotland had nearly 920,000 members. Last mm. year, 
that number <laughs> came in at 270,000. Oh, that's a 70% decline. Um, the average age of its congregants is now 62 and yeah. there are only, they only have about 60,000 people worship in person. Yeah. Um, in 20 years, they will have zero. <laughs> yeah. And this is not just an issue, obviously, for the Church of Scotland. The Catholic Church is facing a similar issue. In 1982, the Catholic Church uh, conducted 4,870 marriages and had 273 men training to be priests. In 2021, <laughs> there were just 812 Catholic marriages with only 12 seminarians in training. <laughs> and it's only, this year, it only attracted two new uh, seminarians and it no longer trains priests in Scotland. And this year sold off its most famous uh, seminary in Rome, the Pontifical Scots College, um, moving that into another institution. So Scotland is, is undergoing a dramatic, dramatic uh, demographic shift, religiously speaking. Yeah, they don't need all these old churches anymore. But, it, it. It, but the, here's the deal. And it's something that people are lamenting. And I do think it's that it's 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 a real issue, which is these churches are part of the landscape effectively. Right. They're yeah. they're part of these towns. They're 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 landmarks. Right. Right. And um, and I don't know how much. Yeah, as as the country secularizes, how much people are going to feel that, that those churches are part of their identity, right? But they're definitely part of Scotland, right? They're part of the cultural landscape, yeah. the cultural identity, and so people are concerned that's about why they're their such preservation. Good coffee shops, they're good coffee shops, they're good whatevers, right? And, Bars, look, and like may, turn it into a pub. It's, yeah, it's fine. Well, this keep the building. This specific listing, right? Uh, I was talking about how the property is zoned, right? And how, like, by right, it could be a, a, a daycare, um, oh, sure. an, an, an educational establishment, a museum, an art gallery, a public library, right? There's all these things that, that it could just be by right. And then other yeah. things that would require a little bit of... Um, rezoning or whatever. Not rezoning, but maybe... Um, uh, maybe it's more of a conditional use, right? So right. you'd have to go through a little bit of process to be approved, but a theater or entertainment venue, yeah. um, a hospitality or restaurant, retail space. And they say that it probably could be, you know, converted to residential. I mean, it's a fairly large building, but right. go for it. But again, you know, it points out you'd have to go through the local process and everything. But like, yeah, these, these buildings need to be saved, from my perspective. Um, yeah. I, I love a good, a good little, you know, parish church. Yeah. They're, they can be adorable. Not Mormon ones. Mormon. Oh, Mormon terrible. Ones. Ter unless it's like legitimately <laughs> one of the older ones where they still cared. Right. Yeah. The new motel six style ones, just rip them out. Yeah. Rip them. Yeah. Be, you don't need it anymore. Tear it down. Which is, which is the official position of the Mormon church. Anyway. Interestingly enough. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to close us off. Speaking of Mormons. Yeah. I'm bringing us back to the U for, to the state of Utah. Nice. 
Now, I don't know if you've been in this situation. I've been in many a situation where, you know, you're on a plane, you're making small talk with the person sitting next to you. I try not to, but sometimes it happens. Mm -hmm. And they say, where are you from? And you tell them Utah. And then something about Mormonism comes up, Uh, whether it's like, and frequently it's just like, man, aren't, isn't everybody Mormon there? Mm. Usually it starts with, are you Mormon? Oh, wow. Which is which is rude. You yeah. don't just ask a stranger their religion. But then, uh, but then they uh, they you know they usually get to isn't it super Mormon there? And here's the thing. Uh, I normally would just say, well, depends on where you go. Salt Lake right. City is actually not as Mormon, uh, but most of the state is pretty Mormon. Uh, and I would often offer figures. Uh, my figures are out of date because I haven't really looked into it much. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, I just go with whatever the last figures I saw. I'm curious what you would say the figures are for the, the, the Mormon population of Utah. Of Utah, broadly. I kn- broadly. Um, so I know, like, I always sort of lead with the fact that the city, Salt Lake City, um, Salt Lake City proper is, like, next to not Mormon at all anymore. Mm. Right? Like, 20, 30%, like, I think is something, some numbers I think I've heard. Mm. Um but statewide, I would say between because I know there's been this like massive drop off, I would say between 60 and 70 percent at this point, okay. which is a significant drop from what it used to be. Yeah, uh, I think you're I get where you're coming from. Your mind's about to be fucking blown because my mind was below <laughs> now mind okay. you all right uh back in like as recently as 1990 mm-hmm. which isn't that recent but it's not too far back uh the uh, the population uh the mormon population of utah was 77 percent. okay okay for the full state maybe that's kind of where i'm getting that sense okay or uh or at least that was yeah. Accor- that was a but that was according to the church's figures. And actually, oh. the there was a uh, national survey of religious identification that, when self-reported, it was actually down at sixty nine percent. So that's an eight point gap. Oh wow! Between those two okay, things. all right. Um, the church now, the church only claims sixty percent of Utahns. Really. A new and a that's new. That's not. That's uh, and that's the most inflated possible number. Right. You can. They're count, okay. They're counting people who just who are dead but haven't been reported dead to the church yet. Like they count people until they're like, I think 120 or something. That's when they stop <laughs> counting the person. <laughs> Literally, okay. I think right, that's true. Right. Okay. Great. Anyway, uh, and you know anybody that hasn't had hasn't gone through the trouble of officially re- removing their names from their books right is being counted which i've always figured they probably are still counting us but anyway they may well do right. i don't know i, I it's anyway, just a sneaking suspicion just knowing how like nuts they are about their numbers yeah uh but that 60% is still very high okay. uh, according to a new study published in the journal of religion and demography mm mm-hmm. mhm Ooh, okay. Mormons make up forty-two <laughs> percent of the Utah of the population of Utah. So okay, wait, wait, wait. So is this is is this self-reported or this is self-reported? Okay, this is people who are claim who, uh, adults who claim 
Uh, you Mormon ask them what their religion is, and they say they're Mormon. But not all those people are going to church every Sunday. No. Because they're just sort of culturally Mormon. Yeah. Le- yeah. Plenty they're of people ready who, to aren't, who aren't themselves. actively uh, involving themselves what? Are st- would still say Mormon. That means, what, like maybe 30% would be like kind of a real Mormon? Attending and, and yeah, believing. Yeah, attending like, enough, you know. And yeah. And like still know. sort of engaged, maybe, maybe a little higher than that. Maybe more like 35, but still like a third. Yeah. They're only a you third guys, you, of the state. That's more like my Salt Lake city numbers. I know. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's clear from our responses that like, <laughs> like how shocking this is. I know that anywhere else. If you had 40, 42% of your population was Mormon, you'd all be like, there's too many Mormons. Because like anywhere else in the universe, that is way too many Mormons. And even here, it's still way too many Mormons. But holy shit, 42% is a shockingly Ooh, golly, low figure. Golly. Especially considering that like probably 98% of our state legislature is Mormon. Um, like, yeah, it is. It's over 90. I don't think it's 98, but it is over 90%. Yeah. Like um, the outsized yeah. representation is we like need that, to get to work on that. Yeah. Because if they're not like, okay, I know this, this state has been gerrymandered to hell. Right. Yeah. But, um, I don't think they could possibly possibly maintain their numbers if like the non-mormons in this state know about this fact know this number and go what what wait a second like i have a chance as a non-mormon running for office i think that's mainly out in the suburbs people just don't they don't run because they don't think they can yeah people don't get involved because they're like yeah because it's it's just the mormons running everything it doesn't Literally, have to be that like, way. That is the sense that that everyone in the state has. It's just like, oh, uh, if you're not Mormon, you're not going to get anywhere. But if you they're can't. if they're basically only that's that's a it's achievable. It's totally yeah. doable. In a lot more places, it should not be ninety percent of our state legislature is Mormon. Right. Absolutely not. Oh, and statewide office. I mean, we should be able to get like a non-Mormon, you know, if, if all the non-Mormons teamed up, we could have a non-Mormon governor. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> non-Mormon is not exactly a voting block. No, it's not. We were pretty, <laughs> pretty uh, messed up little. Uh, yeah. Well, and also yeah. so many of, of the non-Mormons are Republican. Like it is right. a conservative place regardless yeah. of the, the church's involvement but that number is is stunning is is it changes my view of the state doesn't it yeah i literally texted so those those of you listening i literally texted frank earlier uh this week to say hey i'm claiming this story and don't fucking read it (laughs) if you see it anywhere don't don't look at it i want to know your real reaction to this yeah wow huh all right. Crazy. Well, friends, if you would like to comment on this or any of our stories, please feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com 
or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. We'll be right back. Uh, well, Frank, Dan, I am start. I, I, I have to admit, I am starting to side with the demons. Uh, it, <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't aware, you know, growing up, I was afraid of demons. I was made to be afraid of demons. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but I'm starting to realize they, they may be the good guys. Mm. The demons, the demons, I think are the good guys. Uh, and we were, we were told wrong. Here's Lance wall now, uh, are a, just a peach of a fella talking about the people who oppose Donald Trump. Let's see what he has to say. Oh, okay. There's an interesting verse. We have a spiritual audience out there in Flashpoint, and it refers to when Satan takes people captive at will. The, what you're looking at in media and in on the left is a, a situation where people are beyond the point of rational objective discourse because there's a number of people that are actually turning in their opinion of trump the african-americans uh, male for instance population has gone up to 26 percent shifting towards trump so there's a number of people that no matter what kind of propaganda has been bombarding them are still able to think but there is a group of people and you'll hear them in the political class and you'll hear them in the media and you'll hear them frequently in academia Honestly, Gene, they are taken captive at will. And this is the language we have in the New Testament of people who have lost the objective faculty use of their mind and have it kind of seized with a kind of narrative and perspective that overrules their own judgment. And now an idea has them. They don't have an idea. You're going to see this increasing for the next year, unlike uh, 2020. The rhetoric, the emotion, and the degree of bizarreness is going to start to manifest, and we're going to have to be really held back by the fruit of the spirit of self-control, because we're going to be in the presence of demons talking through people. There you go. Uh, A guy who believes in evil magic fairies who can control your thoughts (laughs) is saying that people on the left are bad at thinking. (laughs) Uh, well i mean (laughs) i'm sure it makes sense to him you know yeah i mean it you know everybody who disagrees with me as evil is a pretty easy position to take and then you don't have to challenge your own thoughts at all ever yeah so there you go and then you can actually like feel like you have empathy for all these poor people they're just demon possessed I don't know. He didn't sound remotely empathetic at all wait, about the demon he's, he's possession. He's not even. Wait, what, Dan? He doesn't like. He's not. Yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing if at least they were like, "Oh, I feel, I do feel bad for them. They're demon possessed." No, they don't. They don't even have that going for them. It's just you're evil. Yeah. You got to Just right. There's him also up. this other thing of like. If the demons can take possession of people at will, mm-hmm. why don't they do it to everybody? Right. 
How does he what? know he's not demon possessed? Yeah. How do you? How can you tell who's who's on which side? It's just such a dumb theology. Your theology's dumb, Wallnow. <laughs> do better. Oh, poor guy. Uh, poor guy. All right. Well, we have some people to thank, and some some people. Somebody wrote into us, so uh, I'm just gonna. This is from our 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 friend of the show, Taru from Finland. Hmm. Taru says, hey, Frank and Dan, uh, thank you for another year of TGIA. Oh. You're an absolute delight to listen to, and I look forward to each episode oh. and diary discussion. Oh, that's really nice. Please give my kindest regards to your cast of co-hosts, too. Oh, that's really sweet. So, yeah, that's uh, thank you so much, Taru, for that. And uh, and I hope everyone has a, a, a lovely uh, New Year's celebration. Yeah, we're going to have a great one. Yeah, we're oh yeah, we're gonna have an awesome one. Uh, we have some folks to thank. I'm gonna I'm gonna launch us in with uh, Shane, who is now a deacon in the TGIA priesthood. So thank you so much, Shane. Oh, thank you for, for your one-time contribution. That's awesome. Uh, and I believe you have some people to thank as well. I do indeed, Dan. There's a new patron over on Patreon by the name of Lauren, um, who signed up at the teacher level. So. Ooh. Teacher Lauren, welcome. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. That's amazing. It is indeed. And if you'd like to join Lauren and Shane in, in supporting the show, you can do so. It's really uh, quite simple. You just go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and click on the support tab. Uh, yeah. And we we would so appreciate uh, the the financial help in, in in putting the show together. As always, Dan, we have our top donor to thank our lord and savior davis more show coming up all right listen frank this <laughs> oh, is okay. this is the time of year when everybody's like hey we're gonna do uh resolutions now right it's a good time and, of year uh, for it you know and one thing is coming to to a close the year is coming sure. to a close and it just feels I mean, like a time to like consider and, and ponder you know where we've been where we're going right? i'm all for a time of year just sort you know pick a random thing because it is arbitrary relatively arbitrary to just say we're gonna all do this at this time of year or whatever but fine pick a time of year Think about things that you want, things ways that you want to better yourself or whatever. Okay, I'm fine if you do it. But there's also this sense to me, and this is what got me thinking about this, uh, well, where we're going to go with this conversation. Okay. I'm fucking incapable of it. Oh. Wh wh whatever it is in me, the combination of my ADHD and whatever, I can't do resolutions. I've tried a couple times. And yeah. literally, uh, it is gone from my head the next day. Oh. And uh, it it doesn't matter how many times I, like, remind myself and recommit. Mm. I'm just not capable of it. What it's about just... post-it notes, Dan? Have you, like, <laughs> have you put post-it notes, like, everywhere? They're, Thank like, you for, um... for demonstrating what happens when someone says, I'm not capable of a thing. And then everybody's, like... <laughs> Well, but you have to do the thing, so let's figure out how to fix it first. Because it's really important, Dan. Yeah. Resolutions, <laughs> New Year's resolutions 
are so important. Yeah. They are, um, like, I don't know how we get anything done in, in, in like, if as far as like them. better, bettering ourselves, self-improvement, um, yeah. weight yeah. loss, uh, gym attendance. Yeah. Um, none of these things would ever happen without new year's resolutions, Dan. Yeah. None of those things are really self-improvement either, but let's not get into that. Uh, <laughs> That would be a whole. That would be a whole kettle of fish. Whatever, Dan. Uh, anyway, uh, my what what I did want to talk about was this idea that uh, what works for me and what has been revolutionary for my life uh-huh. should be immediately and completely exportable to everybody. Mm-hmm. Now yeah, I think that's most people most true. people don't uh, take it to very to extremes, but it's amazing how often human beings, we, as human beings, we get caught up in that thinking, mm. in this idea, and you know, I think it's most obvious in religion. Right. I think it's most obvious that like, oh, you know, Christianity is working out great for me, whether it is or not. I've convinced myself that it is, uh, and so. Everybody needs this. This has to happen for everybody. It's the universal answer. But it's not just that. And here's the thing. That's what I, one of the problems with living in a culture that believes that mm-hmm. so dominantly okay. is that it becomes, even when you leave the Christianity, people get real proselyty mm. about a lot of different things. Oh yeah. Like, like you know, I, I, first... I don't even want to name them because there's some of them that are so obvious <laughs> and they get picked on a lot for sort of proselytizing or at least yeah. bringing up their yeah. thing a lot. Sure. Not, I don't want to name names. I'm not going to name names. Yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about CrossFit or vegans. We're what we're talking about <laughs> is um, it's a bigger problem, and it's a thing that happens like to a lot of atheists. Like I've met a lot of people who either who who feel like they've got something figured out. Like mm. holy shit! And it was it was revolutionary to their lives, mm. and they start preaching the shit out of it. And it's not just a you know. It's like I'm also thinking about people who you know find Buddhist meditation or yoga, or they find uh you know sound baths or whatever it is for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And great. You had a positive experience with that. I love that for you. What a wonderful thing. Please. (laughs) We need to start learning that like human beings aren't a monolith and something that works amazing for you. Mm -hmm. Maybe bullshit for someone else. Maybe like, painful or shitty for someone else and we shouldn't be pushing it on people but at least not as an answer like we can say hey this worked great for me but so much of our lives are centered around this worked great for me it will therefore work great for you right and i just think that that's uh it's a shame Mm. that we haven't that, that we're not better versed in this worked great for me and I'm fine with it if it doesn't work great for you. <laughs> oh, Dan. 
but we can make fun of these people though right the <laughs> the ones that have found their thing like that's yeah yeah okay good i mean i here's the thing i i i love it when somebody finds something that works really well for them i think that that's fantastic i i just think it's so weird that people how how eager everyone is and that's, I mean, look, we understand where a lot of this comes from, right? We are social creatures. We seek community in what in a lot of things that we do. It feels validating to have other people enjoy the things that we enjoy. There's a whole mm-hmm. plethora of reasons why this behavior happens. Mm-hmm. But oh my God, sh- stop it. <laughs> well, Just- but like when you, when you, so, I mean, we should have some sort of, I don't know, empathy or whatnot for uh, people who have found something that like changed their life. Like that's yeah. huge, right? Totally. Like some, something as simple as, although it is hard to do, um, going vegetarian, right? Yeah. Like, because I, I was vegetarian for a while and, uh, huh? I said you were, yes. I'm agreeing. Oh, I thought you were like, you were. And I'm like, Dan, come on. Yes, I was. I um, was there. I remember. <laughs> But you feel so good about a the choice, but also like there's this moment of like, you know, where you're adjusting to like this new diet that, you know, you're Mm. not eating a lot of crap. Right. So you you feel good. You feel really good. And you're like, my God, like people need to fucking know about this. Right. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Right. Like it's easy to get into that mindset of like, Jesus Christ, like I who who else can I tell about this? Because it's fucking amazing. Well, and you want the people that you love Mm -hmm. to have things that have been helpful for you. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's an altruistic, uh, good position to be in. Like, that's a kind thing. Right. But then people get pushy and Mm. people get like and people get upset when they're, you know, when someone doesn't take their advice or doesn't or just says, ah, that doesn't sound like it's for me or whatever. Like people can get very hurt by that right and it's just funny it you know it's funny and i guess maybe part of the problem is is just that uh i you know part of my passion about this particular subject is because i've had so many people try to push my you know my square peg into their round hole Mm. and 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 then get upset with me that it doesn't work Right. My whole life has been me not fitting into various prescribed uh boxes. And okay. and so like I don't think I don't I don't think every what well, I like school didn't work for me sure, 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 and sure. like all of these things that are that's supposed to work for you. Right. And that you know, when you fail at everybody goes, "Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. You you're bad." Oh, yeah. So it's like that could be very hurtful. So when people start to say like, you know, do your, do your new year's resolutions. I don't respect people who don't do, uh, who don't, who don't set goals or whatever. Like, shut up. Yeah. That does, that works for you. I'm glad it works for you. Shut up. Okay. So note to self, um, (laughs) uh, scratch. There was, there was an activity we were going to do at new year's, but I guess, um, uh, that, that, that's, that's canceled. That's yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You take that right off the list. <laughs> Don't you dare. I'm, I'm, I'm having Dan and some a, a few other people over for dinner. 
on New Year's. And I, I was planning on um, instead of like dessert, um, a really, a really nice table. treat would be for us to <laughs> hear each other's uh, New Year's resolutions. But yeah. <laughs> but but now I've ruined it. You've totally. Thank you, Dan. I've, I've once again. A, I've, I've cast a sh- yet another shadow over a perfectly lovely event. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. No, I would never do that in a million years. Ugh. Just like we don't go around the table at Thanksgiving and say what we're thankful for. What we're thankful for. Good oh. Lord. No, no way. <laughs> I, I, I'm thankful for the same shit as last year. Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, all right. it's now now that I have been so passionate, uh, I'm sure that everyone is ready to uh, to either say to either say thank you. I've never heard that articulated in that way before or far more likely shut up, Dan. So if There's you would like to probably say a lot of shut up, Dan, going on right now, I know people so, like their resolutions. I'm saying have your resolutions. That's great. Just I never I never Dan said don't just have doesn't want to hear about them. Just that's what, that's what that's what this whole thing was about. Yeah, Just keep yeah. it to so, yourself. Something like that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> if you'd like to write into us, please feel free to do so. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. We'd love to hear from you. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click that like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, they're great online communities. You can do so uh, by going to our website, thinkgodimatheist.com slash members only. Thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.